0: From a galaxy far, far away. And a bookshelf straight out of the 90s. From Thrawn to Dantooine. and everything in between. This is Legends Look Back. That's right. It's not Jared. Uh hold on, let me see your Show notes, let me get upcoming earnings, get this out of the way. Show notes, here we go. Cold open, Freddy almost like uh hk47 i have to announce the feeling right uh so i don't know if you guys uh everybody on this show are listening right now jared just came from an epic journey uh that i was unable to go to but thankfully uh you know i, I yeah exactly big one were uh but i was happy to get jared uh the ability to go so hey there's that uh but Jared, where what was this journey about? Where did you go? Uh, this mystical land,
1: I hear. That's right. Freddie hooked me up with some credits that uh, made the trip possible. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> then the hotel was like, oh, credits? And they quadruple charged me for the room <laughs> that Freddie already paid for. <laughs> so yeah. I had no spending money the entire time I was there. <laughs> I went to LA, went to Legends Con in Burbank, California. Um, over this past weekend, uh, the the convention was Friday, no, was Saturday, Sunday due to flights coming out of Arkansas. I got there early, talk about that in a minute, and then got to stay for the entire day of programming on Saturday. Uh, we're gonna talk, uh, quite a bit tonight maybe 10 15 minutes, just a brief, brief preview of uh, the, the fun things that went down at Legends Con. It was the trip of a lifetime for a Legends fan. I'll say that much. Oh, I've got some wild stories. We're going to release uh, t- at least two YouTube videos chronicling the the experience of Legends Con. Tonight's just a, a preview. However, guys, uh, we are going to have we are going to have a very special bonus podcast releasing as soon as this episode is over tonight. Our interview with Michael Stackpole is going to drop tonight. Wow! Ooh, if I can figure out how to log into uh, all the correct software. <laughs> nice so tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> depending on where you live it, yeah. it'll be out within the next 24 hours so and as far as i can tell I, i'm not 100% sure on this but i believe it is the very first podcast interview at least that i've been able to find specifically uh, of of michael stackpole being interviewed on a star wars wow. podcast
0: wow that's that's cool michael stackpole's first interview on legends
1: look back like he's done podcasts but he's not done a star wars interview Oh, I see. Okay. Right,
2: and can, before we release it, can we just I've edit, seen. edit it a little bit and then like just add some like from me, like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Just so I can say <laughs> I was in an interview with Michael Stackpole. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant just like uh ship
1: noises.
2: <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> that too. I mean, I, I'm here for it. Some droids <laughs> whistling. <laughs> if I'm just on the audio track, I'd be happy.
0: I, I we'll need that for the Stackpole interview. No doubt.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, He was amazing. He was, he was awesome. I was so grateful for that chance. And we have the got a picture of me with with Stackpole. I mean, I just feel like the world needs to see that. Uh, yes. It's it's pretty good. It's me and it's Stackpole and it's oh wow. my book. Look at that. Yeah,
2: looks a right. bit like Gary Oldman. Did you? And get, I'm
0: assuming you got that signed, right, Jared? There's no I way did. You, you. That was the only good.
1: paperback I brought. Besides that, I brought hardcovers. I got him to sign my Dark Tide duology hardcover that I bought with okay. you in LA last year. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> made its way back to la and back to arkansas wow um, so that was cool i do want to tell one more thing before we get into the show proper and we'll talk about who all we got to interview and all that good stuff in a second um uh, very first night there but before legends con started this was friday night i needed something to eat i've heard la has good sushi i was feeling in a sushi mood a arkansas fact. not known for its sushi believe too far it or not. from the beach <laughs> <laughs> we have beaches we have lakes not the same. Wait, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> what? You don't want sushi from Beaver Lake? <laughs> Beaver Lake. Yep. That's, that's the Where cert- I, <laughs> I get my sushi. <laughs> so, uh, I went to go get some, some sushi and I took a, took a lift from the hotel. $7 was there in two and a half minutes. It was like a, it was like three miles away. They drive fast. Those taxi drivers in LA. <laughs> yeah, <they Woo>! <laughs> uh, then like it was a beautiful evening. Like 75 degrees. um, I was really happy to be there. The palm trees, the crisp air—not humid, you know. Um, mm. It was the sun starting to set. I saw these scooters all over town. You know oh, what I'm yeah. talking about? Those Lime rode, scooters. You ever rode those? Uh, like the like the birds? Oh yeah, yeah. I, so I get the app. I uh, I scan it, and I'm gonna scoot back to the hotel. It's three miles. Is actually kind of a long way to take <laughs> one of these scooters. It turns out even though the taxi driver made it seem very quick and simple um i did this thing quite a ways with no helmet and it says like where you better wear a helmet and it says don't ride this thing on the sidewalk and i'm like i'm not about to drive it in la traffic Uh, no way no
2: way Uh,
1: is this thing
2: powered or is this
0: you got a manual push it you have to do like a, a, a first initial push but once you get that initial push it'll take off
1: uh-huh. It's a, uh, it's an electric, it's an electric like battery operated scooter. I actually used to have a buddy who who would pick these up in his truck, take them to his garage, and charge them. Oh yeah. Hmm. There's a whole come back out it. on like college campuses overnight for a little bit of spending money. Nice. Yeah. Um. So I took the scooter, and then uh, I'm getting it's getting dark. My phone, by the way, out of battery. Absolutely on one percent battery. <laughs> I'm getting nervous. I'm getting nervous because I'm trying to find directions. I'm quite a ways from my hotel. <laughs> and uh, then it starts to go like this at me. Er, 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 and it's flashing a red light. And I'm like, I don't know what this means. It, it, it stops moving. I now have to p- physically scoop this thing. I'm over <laughs> the interstate on a bridge. At this point, I'm going, what do you call that one, Freddie? Is it the 101 or is it the, the, the 479?
0: uh let's see there's the 405 maybe the, anyway it's near the hotel
1: so i'm going up that 808 i'm going over over the interstate on this there's uh, some unhoused people looking at me like man this guy's an idiot <laughs> do you need some help <laughs> I, I, I pull over look at my phone which is dying and it says i've gone out of bounds guys i'm out of bounds on the scooter oh my gosh uh so i have to turn around I, it's getting dark. I'm nervous. I go back by the unhoused man again, and he's like, gives me one of those. <laughs> I have to go park it on a sidewalk back inside Inglewood. It wanted to be in oh, Inglewood. Inglewood.
0: Oh, Inglewood. Oh, yeah. that's, that's another place. It wants to be in, <laughs> in Inglewood. And I'm, I'm in- A.K.A.
1: A.K.A., by the way, Inglehood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's where I'm at. Anyway, I finally get the scooter parked. My phone <laughs> dies. Yeah. The sun <laughs> sets. I ah, panic, <laughs> <laughs> and then I look and I see it. I see the hotel, Oof. and I was able to walk the last half mile. get the restraining bolt off or not on that scooter? <laughs> <laughs> I ditched that scooter on the, and just like forget you. And uh, it was it was harrowing. I was like, what is gonna happen to me? Um, yeah, so it was a very fun trip. That was just the the icing on the cake, the tip of the iceberg. That was before the convention had even started. Had a lovely time. It was wonderful. We'll get into it. But, Rick, without further ado, let's start the show.
2: Well, a little bit of ado because I'm not ready, but we're going to start the show.
1: everybody and welcome to legends look back probably part of the utini podcast network this is a star wars books podcast for people who can't remember algebra but can definitely tell you every single one of the ninja turtles with color association and weapon of choice where we celebrate our rich eu history as well as dive into lesser known star wars classics i'm your host jared mays and i'm joined tonight by the wonderful the legendary moneybags himself freddie c money bags that is not true it was just a hotel
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh yeah hey everyone i so i've been checking out the chat here jared and there's a lot of action going on i can't wait to hear, hear your story <laughs> of uh who you met and uh some other stuff at legends con that's right and we got I some think- legends con folks here
1: we get surfer eddie who i got to meet in the flesh in the Very, flesh that's right his flesh is beautiful wonderful pristine flesh I uh, don't know why I, I keep saying flesh. Not like a Yuzhan Hong. Uh, <laughs> <it. laughs> he was he was great. He as soon as I checked in, Surfer Eddie just looks at me like this. And <laughs> and I was like, what's happening here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he goes, It's me, Surfer Eddie. And I was like, Oh, hey! You know, it was awesome. it was a, a wonderful moment. Give so each cool. other a little, a little legends hug. All right. We got an interview with with him we'll we'll put in the the big Legends Con roundup here in a few days, but you know who doesn't get to make the Legends Con roundup because he wasn't there? Our producer Rick Race.
2: It's so close, so close. <laughs> we almost made it happen. Almost. I was thinking about flying in and
1: being there, but alas, no luck. Rick threw a hail mary. A last stitch passed. I to did.
2: I did. I was a receiver and not a quarterback, so
1: that's the problem. <laughs> you should have. Been a quarterback if you were going to throw the hail mary pass.
2: Yeah, then mm-hmm. at
1: least
0: don't be one that gets hurt right away. <laughs>
1: oh, oh, too soon. Yeah, and uh, another another guest that we've got here with us in the chat tonight. Very fun to have uh, some folks joining us for the live show. Somebody I got to spend a lot of time with at Legends at Legends Con is uh, Jedi Jalen uh, Tahiri Vela cosplayer who we'll have an interview with her coming up in the roundup. Unfortunately, not tonight. That that's my uh, my hot tub story. My uh, <laughs> I told my wife I met a fan in the hot tub. Jedi Jalen, what's up? And uh, my wife said, wow, you're famous. And I said, only in hot tubs. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Near
0: Legends convention. <laughs>
1: yeah, But you don't get to do the full recap on all of it tonight. But guys, tell the good folks who all we have bagged interviews with that we'll be hearing from over the next couple of weeks in your audio feeds.
2: Oof, man. Yeah. Rick, you want to hit these first two here? Uh, sure. If I can pronounce them, let's see let i got my glasses up here. Uh, first Sean Stewart, of course, Yoda, Dark Rendezvous author. uh Did I say Rendezvous? Weird. Ron Rendezvous. Rendezvous. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so Sean Stewart, that's exciting. Uh, Jared Ramos talking a little bit earlier. You said something about him, like the smartest guy you've ever met. Like, just yeah, he was brilliant. Guy. He was like quoting um,
1: according to the 14th century French poet. Blah blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> <and laughs> Cultured. <laughs> he,
2: just, he just knows all this stuff. Yeah. Nice. Uh, let's see.
1: Then we have Karina Beko, uh, Legacy Volume Two. I read 16 out of 18 issues on the flight to California. There you oh, go. That's nice. how you do it. <laughs> she was wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. That's yep. great. That's
2: awesome. So is she was she the author of the do you author comics? Wow. Why am I so bad at this tonight? Writer? Yeah. The she's, writer. She's okay. A writer. Sweet. Yeah. I was I know that there's, you know, there's different artists and letterists and all that stuff so making sure.
0: Sweet. Yeah. And Sweet. and we've got a, a couple more here, a couple more interviews. Uh we've got Randy Stradley. Okay. Crimson Empire, Dark Times. Not bad. That's a that's I know Randy Stradley. Uh I mean, he
1: was what the editor in chief of, of Dark Horse's yeah. Star Wars line for wow. what uh twenty five years. Deal. Twenty years. Yeah. 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 He was he was he was wonderful. Loved him. He wrote Loyalty Never Dies. Look at that autograph.
2: Ooh. I love that's that. That's
1: cool.
0: Uh, And then, of course, Matthew Stover, uh, who wrote Traitor, Luke Skywalker, in the Shadows of Mindor, Shatterpoint, Revenge of the Sith Novelization, one of the best, in my opinion. Uh, And of course, last but certainly not least, Michael Stackpole. Uh, I mean, what else do we need to say about Michael Stackpole? X-Wing Rogue Squadron, let's go. (laughs) Yeah,
1: he wrote the Rogue Squadron books, uh, some comics as well, the X-Wing comics, and yeah, that's me on the scooter again. That's Karina Beko. That's right. Um yeah, there's my uh interview with Randy Stradley here. I got a picture of that one. He's looking at me like this well, podcaster.
2: That pin <laughs> is massive. <And> he,
1: just, <laughs> 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 he hated doing this <laughs> much. Um, yeah. hey, um when I got Matthew Stover's interview, there he is wonderful um that that picture is almost nsfw i mean that man i'll tell you what <laughs> he is wild oh he was a handful uh, when he signed my uh my copy of Trader, he, he he did a line from the book in here after i had done a 20 minute interview with him he made me rethink my life Ooh. by writing jared everything that i tell you is a lie <laughs>
2: all all those interviews
1: are coming your way they're going to take a little bit of audio processing because i did the interview in a busy convention center so i gotta do some audio editing and let's be honest we all hate doing audio editing so so give me give me like two weeks to get all those out everybody but keep your eye on your podcast feeds we are going to get the mike stackpole interview out in the next 48 (laughs) uh, the next 24 hours next 24 hours so sounds good Uh, Excited about that one. And I'll say this last word on Con: the folks who uh, who hosted us, the the organizers of the event. Uh, Freddie, you and I got a chance to meet Catherine, one of the yes. organizers. It's so lovely. So, so wonderful to work with. An absolute pleasure. They really gave us free reign of, of getting to interview these authors, which was huge, huge, huge for us. As well as the, the convention itself was really easy to make friends. It was uh, laid back. It was not busy like celebration where you can't ever get to know anybody it's just so packed and hmm. uh terrifyingly shoulder to shoulder it was very chill easy to get to know people uh yeah. highly recommend it for legends fans so question right. just to see where they where they go next with the, yeah. the future events what can so come. with this that, was like gotta get it off the that. ground
0: yeah absolutely with that though knowing what you know knowing what you've seen uh are you going next year or 2025, well, I don't, sorry. 2025. I, don't, I
1: don't know that there is going to be a next year. And the organizers haven't announced You know when the next one is. They were like, we need a break. It's been a lot to plan. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there is talk of doing another. So if they ever do one again, without a doubt, nothing will stop yeah. me from being there. Getting, getting unadulterated access to just sit and listen to these Legends authors. The panels were fantastic. There's one yeah. I've got to – I can't wait to see if they upload it. they were recording all of them. There's one about the the many lives of Luke Skywalker, and Ooh. they got a bunch of Legends authors up on the stage to talk Wait, about the many
0: the many wives
1: of Luke lives <laughs> the lives uh,
0: lives got it.
1: <laughs> it. A bunch of Legends authors up there to talk about writing Luke Skywalker, and I'm Luke so Skywalker excited. Skywalker moves back. to Utah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we will talk more about Legends Con in weeks to come. We'll do a full vlog travel highlight video. Uh, including, I haven't got into this yet. This would have to be another conversation. I did a Star Wars Hollywood Walk of Fame scavenger hunt, which was a lot of fun. That's, that's cool. amazing. Yeah, got we'll the, see one got of these the days. Harrison Ford Star. Ooh. When Disney realizes
0: the attention that Legends is bringing, we might actually see more Legends at Celebration
1: because we didn't see anything. <laughs> right. So, that's 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 what yeah. this was born out of—the fact that there really wasn't. Other yeah. than cosplayers. Oh, man, cosplayers were amazing. I mentioned uh, our, our friend here, Jalen, who did Tahiri, which was great, all the way down to the awesome. bare feet. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, but but also, there was a Lady Bane. I can't wait to show her. Uh, there was a Lady oh, Dark nice. Bane. Orbalisks and everything. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. I said, are those painful? And she just looked at me like this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've never heard that one before. <laughs> That's awesome. There was a Max Rebo. All right. There's so much more to say. Oof. We'll get to it another time. We've got a book to talk about tonight, though, guys. Tell the good folks what is the subject of our conversation, at least for the last little while that we've got here yes. on the episode.
0: What a slapper of a book. This is this book, as they say, is a banger. Uh, Spectre of the Past. It's the uh, Hand of Thrawn duology. And this is one of those, in my opinion, sleeper nugget books. You know, the ones that you never think about, you never care to read. Maybe the the book art just doesn't look that good. Uh, or not a lot of folks have just gotten to it. Uh, but this book, oh my goodness, we got to jump into it because it is amazing. Um, Jared. Oh, I think Jared might have just taken off for a sec. I went to get my book. Oh, to, there it is. Let's see here. Ah. Let's see the book, Classic,
1: classic uh, cover. Driz- the Heads. The Floating Heads. Absolutely. Oh, I love it.
0: And we got the, uh, who is that? Is that Phalia? It's so, a Bothan, right that's for sure. Undisclosed Bothan. Undisclosed Bothan. Maybe what one was... of the ones that uh, didn't
1: make it from that little uh, stunt. That that This is like other... 15 years after Return of the Jedi. So, I mean, I, I think it's fair to say that he made it. <laughs> yeah.
0: 10 years after the death of Thrawn. Is that right? I think so. Yeah, Checks I
1: want I did some googling today to try to find it out <laughs> and <laughs> ten
0: years after the death of theron and like 20 years after Endor I forget some right. something like
2: that um yeah ten ten years after um heir of the Empire yeah something like that um I just I just sorry I just unlocked like a childhood core memory like you know you're playing Zelda uh, like like okay breath of the wild when he like trying to get his memory back and all like hits him you know I just seeing that both that Bothan image did y'all watch uh, Warriors of Virtue? Warriors of Virtue, no, A 90s movie. It's about these like kangaroos. They're, they're like ninja, ninja kangaroos, and they look just like a Python. I mean, not not identical,
1: but like anyway. That's gonna be the cold open next week. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
2: For sure. All right. Sorry. You, I have, move you have
1: my attention at 90s ninja kangaroos. <laughs> oh my gosh, I remember it. Okay, ninja ninja weird. Can- yeah. Kangaroos. <laughs> Robot. <laughs>
2: Yep. <laughs> With the lag there, that was kind of auto-tuned and I liked it. <laughs> it was <Yeah>. so good. <laughs> All right. Uh so yeah, just back to be the one past, So we'll be good to go. <laughs> uh, who's reading the summary? Yeah, let's do it. All right. You are Rick. Right. Sweet. I will read. I can do that. It has been fifteen years since the death of the Emperor for the first time, not the slimy naked one. The Emperor or the Empire stands at the brink of total collapse. Their influence has dwindled to a meager 2,000 systems, but they have saved their most heinous plan for last. First, a plot is hatched that could destroy the New Republic in a bloodbath of genocide and civil war. Then comes the shocking news that Grand Admiral Thrawn, the most cunning and ruthless warlord in history, has apparently returned from the dead to lead the Empire to a long-prophesized victory. Gasp. <gasps> I had read it. I'm sorry. Uh, facing incredible odds, Han and Leia began a desperate race against time to prevent the New Republic from unraveling in the face of two inexplicable threats— one from within and one from without. Meanwhile, Luke teams up with Mara Jade, using the force (laughs) to track down a mysterious pirate ship with a crew of clones. Yet perhaps the most dangerous of all are all those who lurk in the shadows, orchestrating a dark plan that will turn the New Republic and the Empire
1: into their playthings. That was a good summary, man. I like that. Well, it was almost word for word. What's on the back of the paperback? Except for I it's inserted, poor. I reread that today. You, you did some good, some good work to it. I inserted the uh naked palps line. Yeah, believe it yep. or not. The, Maybe that's all it was. Gasp, it makes it better. I don't know. The, the gasp and the bouncer kabow Wow, those were my three insertions. <laughs> Is that it? Really? Yeah. I felt like it was more than that.
2: <laughs>
0: it's enough. It's uh, enough
1: to matter. Okay, I put in the thing about the, the their influence has dwindled to. A meager 2000 systems. It's crazy. Okay. They would have 2000 planets still in the I empire, know. and they're like, Man, it's we hold ain't on, got nothing. You, you got to rewind that, Jared. It's not planets, it's systems like okay.
0: the solar system. So that's like maybe not all two, habitable. two to three planets per system. Yeah, and they're
1: like, Man, <laughs> we really suck. We only have 2000 solar <laughs> systems.
2: <laughs> well, not all are habitable, you know. You probably have some that are resources. Indoor, you know, which habitable I guess, but not. Indoor is absolutely populated. in the rebellion. What it's are you not talking populated. About? I'm just saying, like, it's not a, it's not a populated you don't world. You know anything about the rebellion?
0: Indoor is incredibly populated. Hey, listen,
2: in, either <laughs> in this book or the next Get one, the Gorax, somebody it's like Gorax was it, was it Card or Calrissian, who never even heard of indoor, or something? maybe it was Mara Jade. I don't remember. Somebody was like, "What's indoor?" And yeah, anyway. So. so Are you new
1: here? <laughs> yeah. The murder right? bears. <laughs> Murder. Pick. Oh, no, it All was right, guys. Dagobah, not Endor. My bad. That's what I was, that's the line. Never mind. Dagobah with the tree spiders. Rewind right. that. Hey, uh, this is, of course, for everybody who's listening, uh, your turnaround point if you have not yet read Spectre of the Past, because yes. we're going to get into full spoiler territory. Come back, listen to this once you have read it. And then after you've read it, continue reading for the next rest of your life, because Vision of the Future is extremely, <laughs> extremely long. <laughs> it's a long yeah, one. It is <laughs> it's the longest Star Wars book ever. Yeah, sounds about right. Even today, Star by Star is up there. Mm-hmm. One of the two of those. How many pages? Uh, more than I. All of them. Can read on one more than one uh, <laughs> one bo- one percent speed. I've got it. A hundred percent. One times. All right, hey guys, time for the rating. Um... <laughs> <laughs> What's your rating? Seven hundred four pages. By the way, that's a lot. Oh my goodness. Seven
2: hundred four. Geez. Yeah. What's our rating? All right, all right. Remind me the scale again.
1: I can never get this straight. Like I'm always making up numbers and letters. And <laughs> great comment here in the chat from Jalen, who says that they made a page limit because of Zon and Denny. <laughs> Checks out. That's so, <laughs> That's so good. Uh, yeah. What I is the it. rating
0: system, Jared?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Top of the top of the tier is masterpiece. After that is incredible. Middle of the way is good. Uh after that we've got mediocre followed by bottom of the barrel, which is fair.
2: Hmm.
1: Okay. So no great. I mean, you can say whatever you want. It's a podcast. I'm gonna say whatever <laughs> I want. All right, deal. <clears throat> or as the kids would say, bet. Bet. <laughs> I, I'm thinking for me, this one's good, borderline, incredible. Um, yeah. it's 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 always good to read Thrawn or to, to read Zon. Dang it, make yep. that mistake every time. I know always good to read Zon. Zan's a good author. He yeah. does great characters, complex plots. This one though, the World plot. Building. The, the, yeah. the plot is really dense. Yeah. Yes. He's spinning a lot of a lot There's of, a lot threads. of
2: It reminds me like uh Plagueis and Lucino with the the comp- complicated politics. And I yes. really like it.
0: See, that's the thing. If, if you can't get through the politics, but I mean, that that's exactly what the politics is, right? It's like finding angles, coming at it in different directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in my opinion, this... Yeah. So, okay. So, I don't want to take it away. Rick, what was, what was the rating so far? We've got Jared, great.
2: Uh, Jared was... Good. Good, incredible, which equals great in my book. And I think that's <laughs> about right. I would level it as great. um. I don't know. I, 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 feel like I'm not done with, with uh, vision of the future. I'm like halfway done. It <laughs> uh, feels like it should be done, but it's like halfway and uh not that it, the story is not incredible. It is. Uh, I feel like the duology together probably is a higher school score than the individual yeah. books. Yeah. Um, so I, I would say hmm. good, good plus um, for this me. one
1: feels incomplete to me. Yeah. Yes. like, it's like, he's just like, okay, we're just going to need another book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I know I, I said one, but how about two?
2: <laughs> and then he packs right. in seven hundred pages. <laughs> this definitely two, but it should have been three. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if Zon had the ability to probably combine this into one giant book, he would have. It would have been massive. Seven hundred in the first or in the second, and visions of the future, and what is it, three hundred and eighty something for Spectre of the Past, so <laughs> it's a hefty book. Hey great, uh,
1: great, go, go ahead. Continue, Freddie.
0: Yeah, I, I'm just thinking you guys are both right here. I feel like in terms of number ratings, I give this like an 8.5. Um not super fantastic, but like, hey, this is really solid. It does not stand on its own. You definitely need to continue reading. That's that's kind of like the the hiccup there. Mm. But in terms of the world building, the character development the uh, it, it, making you care about some of these people, even though they were on an opposite side <laughs> in previous books. Right. Uh, and, and just Zahn putting his magic all over this book. It's amazing. I I, it, I wish I could give it something higher, but Jared, you, that's the thing. Right. It, it you do absolutely need to read the duology. You cannot stop at
1: this book. There's some plot threads in here where I'm like, What? But they they do come together in the next book, mm-hmm. and there there are some things that happen in Vision of the Future, which we'll get to next month. I need some time to read it. Um, that are uh, absolutely among my favorite moments in the entire EU. So wow. they do some he does some great things in the buildup, but like the actual buildup itself, to me, is a little tedious. Mm-hmm. But great comment mm-hmm. from Skuma Joe, which is not something I've ever thought about. Zone is bold because the Hand of Thrawn books deal largely with his original characters. It doesn't just rely on Old Testament characters. Yeah. (laughs) Hold on. Uh, Original (laughs) trilogy characters. Old Uh, Testament. (laughs) Got to switch modes. (laughs) If this was someone's first Star Wars book, they'd be totally lost. Haha. So, yes.
2: I read that as because the hot book deals. So, that also.
1: You know, context is important, <laughs> but it's a good point. You'd you spend a lot more time with Talon card than you do Luke Skywalker.
0: Yeah. And, a lot more and time with sometimes with than... Wedge too, right? That's sure. Yes. But you spend a lot of time with Wedge and, and parts of Rogue Squadron that I don't even know if I know uh, who they are. Some of the, the rogues, like but.
1: Corinne Horn or something like that. Corin Horn's
0: definitely there, but <laughs> Paris. I'm not sure who ah, that's Paris That's a great
1: is. point. I love the way he writes the rogues. I. Yeah. He's really good. At, he and Stackpole have great synergy. Yeah, they do. <laughs> what is this, Rick?
2: Skuma says, uh, Moses and Abraham are my
1: favorite EU characters. <laughs> I'm more of a Nehemiah guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get into those characters. Um, let's, start with, let's start with probably my favorite character in the book. <clears throat> Admiral Pelion. Mm. How oh, do yeah. we see Pelion being the ideal imperial in Spectre of the Past, he's he's put he's kind of like uh, juxtaposed against the the honor or lack of honor with the other villains Moff Disra, Major Tears, mm-hmm. and Flynn, the the Thrawn imposter. Hmm. They're put up against Pelion. who <clears throat> wants to follow the straight and narrow. Hmm. Uh, in fact, he wants to surrender the Empire to the New Republic, which is we'll talk about that more in a moment. How is he the the ideal Imperial? Hmm oh can i go ahead drick okay um yeah
2: i love paleon like as a character i i i'm I'm here for it. i love it but i don't think he's the ideal imperial officer um i i feel like he's too reasonable he's too he's a great leader (laughs) yeah like he's got too much like respect and common sense and um willingness to to see the bigger picture not, not even from a strategy point but just from a hey life's gonna go on let's be smart about this um right and so like man i love the character but i don't know if he's he's the ideal imperial i think
0: he's the ideal imperial military officer and i think the reason why he is ideal is he's thinking of survivability of not just himself but of the empire right uh the the imperial morals and theory of uh strong-arm tactics i guess (laughs) Uh, either way but he's thinking of sustainability because they're in an unsustainable situation with just only a simple two thousand systems yeah meager meager. (laughs) uh but also being enemies of the majority which uh you know, that, that kind of puts a strain on resources. I can see the, the Republic putting, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, tariffs or something, something to, to further restrict their, their finances. And, uh, he's looking for, for a situation where this is, you know, we, we need to survive and there's only one way to do this and that's to become part of that big thing.
1: Yeah. His, his basic idea is we want to strike a truce with a new Republic, to just be able to keep what we have most of what we have yeah. and we can end the war. We're no longer just going to fight until they obliterate the empire Open trade. And we're just going to have our own little piece of the galaxy and you can have everything else. It's time for the war to end.
0: And if people uh, want to join us by their free will, they can join us on their free will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How free that will is,
1: you which know. is not really what the empire does. That's the problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Rick. Yeah. Hmm. Rick, uh, we've talked about Pelion. You want to talk about Flynn? All right, yeah. Let's talk about Flynn. We've got a fake Thron. There's a Thron imposter. <clears> we, is as it, the reader, is know
2: about Flim the Thron imposter. <laughs> oh, so, dude. Okay, that's what I'm talking about for a second. So when I when I, I'm uh, this is the first time I've I've experienced these stories. This might be the furthest on the timeline I've ever read, mm-hmm. possibly. Wow, might be, and so like all this is new to me. I haven't nothing's been spoiled really, like at least not in this this context, and so I didn't know if Thrawn really came back. I didn't know what was happening. I I was guessing it was a clone, you know, the whole Mount Tantis thing. Like surely had a Thrawn had a backup plan, and so it was a big big question mark for me. And I think if I remember correctly, the reveal started with Flynn in character as Thrawn. And it's the, the perspective of he's back. And then like the you know, the, the curtains opened and um, here comes Flynn. But I'm listening to the audiobook and I totally heard Flim, and I like <laughs> spit taked at that. Like I was like, "What? They named a, a Thrawn actor con man Flim? Like who let Flim get into the book? Like that's the stupidest name ever." And like I like was, like about to flip the table. Like, I was so like irate about that.
1: What's great is I I really consider Hand of Thrawn like when Zahn has his excesses at their worst. So all of his all of his uh, writing tropes he hits yeah. so hard on. Um so, anytime two t- characters are dialoguing with each other, one of them says something important. The other one says, hmm, point, or you have a point. He uses, he overuses the word point. Uh, His other thing he does, do you guys notice this? A lot of people do a lot of fingering of a lot of things. Oh, yes,
0: they do. Fingering <laughs> their beards, you, you name it. Their fingers fingering are fingering
1: microphones, comlinks, um, <laughs> fingering lightsabers, uh, fingering blasters. It's, there's a lot of it. <laughs> and so, but then all the <laughs> names have a whole bunch of apostrophes and it it's all those excesses. So yeah, Flim would be, would be like the opposite of the like long names thing that he does. Yeah.
2: That's fair. Can I, I got some more about Flynn, Flynn, Okay.
0: Flynn, Flynn.
2: Yeah, that's the one. All right. So <laughs> this is me watching it as in 20 or not watching, reading it in 2023. I crossed the universe is here. Um <clears throat> I immediately thought of um Mandarin from Marvel, who <laughs> was trevor you know, and acting as he's a con man, an actor pretending to be um this scary gang warlord kind of guy. So me at my worst decided, hey, let's let's make a fun graphic for tonight and um let's use some Photoshop and let's just go straight oh, for no. Thrawn as a mandarin, (laughs) and uh, I just want to say Trevor Thrawn is not real,
1: Ah! he can't hurt you. That's cursed. Uh, So, interesting, (laughs) yeah. I had fun with our audio listeners. You don't want to see this stuff, you don't, you don't, you You kind of do, uh,
2: but you want to look away quickly. You really don't. (laughs) (laughs) That is a great comparison, though. Great comparison. Uh,
1: There was somebody at Legends Con in Blueface. Nice, (laughs) is that what you call it? Is that a thing? blue makeup
2: as,
0: anyway. as cosplay impersonating anyway. just becomes such
2: a thing that
1: <laughs> uh, yeah it was how great. about
0: how about this next one here Jared
1: what about Luke and Mara yeah uh, this is where we really start to see Luke and Mara come together mm. which is juicy oh I love it yep it, it's I like those.
0: It. it's like it's it, it reminds me of those awkward interactions you have with somebody before you know that you like them or have a crush on them and you're just you find yourself in really awkward situations where you overthink. And that's that's exactly how they feel right now.
2: <laughs> mm. Yep. This is dude, this is like I'm a youth minister, my bread and butter is spent time with teenagers. And so watching them have little budding romances with each other is is yeah. funny because it's like,
1: what do you mean you don't know if she likes you? Like, come on or just I ask I, <laughs> I like Luke and Mara. I love their relationship. I think yep. Zahn is heavy handed with this. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not there in the first book. Like it's, it's just seeds. How's he heavy-handed?
0: Is it too obvious, Jared? Oh, so okay. I think it's just
1: such a foregone conclusion. Their their relationship is really precious in the Thrawn trilogy, mm-hmm. especially the the Mercur mission, the Mirror yeah. mission where they they don't, you know, they're just they're stuck together, but they kind of hate each other, <laughs> but they secretly love each other. You know, yeah. it's great. Uh, in this, it's like. Everybody's asking Luke, "Have you seen Mara recently?" Oh and yeah. He's like, "Why no. would I know?" <laughs> right? Why are you asking me? And then, she, and then, cards like Mar- uh, Mara. Have you seen Luke Skywalker recently? He's a <laughs> handsome one, isn't he? And she's <laughs> like, "Oh, what, Luke? I don't know. I've not really thought about him that way." It's, yeah. <laughs> it's just really it's awkward. It's awkward. Like Zon, nah. he knows he's putting them to- together. It's a foregone yeah. conclusion. I think before. He goes to even write this duology. And he I, I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say maybe maybe romance isn't Timothy Zahn's strong suit. I feel maybe like he's much better at world building than romance. We'll military, see. uh you know, battles, but hmm, no, interesting stackpole, Austin, those guys great at romance. Yeah, that's true. Especially Stackpole.
0: I mean I, I really <laughs> like the romance in uh some of those X Wing books. So
1: But I
2: Jedi. Like the first chapter is like intimate details about Murax and Corin's love life. And it's oh, like I'm not,
1: yeah. I'm not saying know that that always right. Uh, yeah, yeah. But all right.
2: But I did ask I, in, I did yeah. ask
1: Stackpole about the romance. So okay. listen to that in oh, your podcast players fun. to come. Nice. All right. Uh hey guys, let well, got we've got time for like two overarching questions here before we wrap up the show tonight. Um, which ones should we do? We've got several here to choose from. You know, the fact that we've touched on the fact that this is this is pitched as the Hand of Thrawn book, and yet we're clued into the fact that the Thrawn in this book is actually an imposter. Yeah. I I question if Zahn should have given that away to the reader or if it should have been a bigger mystery and a reveal. Mm-hmm. Either way, his, Thrawn's legacy looms large. In the hand of Thrawn duology. How do we see Thrawn's importance, even though Thrawn as a character is not actually Inspector of the Past? How important is Thrawn? I mean, Thrawn, ah, we still have Thrawn today in 2023.
0: Yeah. You know I mean? Oh my goodness. Thrawn. Oh. Thrawn. Yeah, what a what an enigma. Is that even the right word? What a what a character. For Thrawn to be able to cross into Legends, uh, into canon without having a name change really and you know in my opinion a tweak to his attitude which i actually really like i like thrawn in in uh, canon but even in the books thrawn's legacy just thrawn's name frightens people so much that some of the top most powerful people In the new order. What is it? New Republic. Sorry. New order. (laughs) New Republic. And I'm talking about. Believe it or not. Not. Not the Senate. But Leia. Han Solo. Lando Calrissian. Talon Card. Booster Tarek. We're talking some of the most influential people in the galaxy. With tentacles that just spread. All over the place. Having to get together to figure out. What are we going to do? Because this is a huge threat. And it just his name alone is already creating chaos in the Senate. Uh, so I feel like that's real life, too. Right. Thrawn's name just getting put out there created chaos at celebration when we saw that mm, sure. slick black hair, blue, hued skin. You're like, uh,
1: it's happening. It's happening
2: yeah Uh, and that's how they feel in this in this uh book i will say it is it has been super trippy reading this duology for the first time living in 2023 when the show that's (laughs) happening concurrently is featuring the same plot line somehow (laughs) thrawn has returned like what if he's an actor (laughs) dude like i we will be we will be screaming the legends did it first you know we'll be all over that but uh it's it weird, was though. really
1: flim this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't love that plot point. I am interested in, Rick, you'll see in Vision of the Future, what they're doing with cloning in this hmm. duology. It's really okay. interesting. Hmm. I I, will, um,
2: I think um, Well, the question about the Thrawn being a central part of it, I, I, I think I liked knowing behind the curtain about Th- Flynn and Thrawn. But the question that's out there for everybody is what is the hand of Thrawn? You know, the whole data card. And so is it, is it a person? Is it a a place? Is it a tool, a weapon? And so I think that's really interesting. And that's what I'm hooked on right now. Like, okay, I'm about to find out I'm, I'm there. Um, Yeah. It's interesting.
1: Yeah. It's great. And that continues. That plot thread continues all through the new Jedi order and beyond. Really? Um, Cool. Yeah. The, the idea though, just the rumor that Thrawn is back has Mm -hmm. the power to totally unravel the New Republic, which is really cool, mm-hmm. and I love the way that that he seeded that, and it revolves around this: the fact that there's this there's this thing, this atrocity that happened decades ago, the Kamasi um, genocide. Basically, mm-hmm. the the Empire wiped out Kamas, and what we've learned was there was a leaked document that showed that actually the Bothans were complicit in this, and a group of Bothans. Unknown boffin. and 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 as such, the Bothans buried that information and hid it from the rest of the galaxy. <laughs> and now that just like the truth, what is the truth? It feels feels very, very mm. modern. Very twenty twenty three. Yeah. Uh, what what are the facts? This book ages what's really spin well. spin on the facts? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it does. It does.
0: It, 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 mm. talks mm-hmm. it talks about propaganda. It talks about discord, sewing discord. Uh, in relatively peaceful things, um
2: you the know Bothans uh... are stupid
1: <laughs> well, the, the generalizations Rick that people make about a species yeah. it, this book more than maybe any star wars book I've ever read hmm. had me thinking really really critically about uh modern day politics and about mm-hmm. race relations mm-hmm. about uh to be blunt about b l m and mm-hmm. and antifa and um uh, modern day uh, news networks that will put a spin on... Hostile
0: countries creating propaganda yeah. to sow discord in other countries. It's yeah.
1: incredible how that's he true. predicted this in the same manner yeah. that Michael Stackpole predicted the coronavirus with the Krytos virus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are we
2: saying yeah, that, that Star Wars books are, are prophetic... Is that what uh, I was-
0: the more legends you read, the more prepared
1: you will be in this life. <laughs> uh, there you well, go. That's sci-fi, and maybe though. the next <laughs> sci-fi has always fictionalized things that are just a little bit ahead of their time. Yeah. And and so they, they're great. Both of these authors, Stackpole and, and Zon, are among the great sci-fi writers of all time. And so yeah. they, they're and- able to achieve that something that transcends mm-hmm. Star Wars. That's yeah. good.
2: Good word, man. Uh, I think, like like I said earlier, it's up there with, with Darth Plagueis in terms of the the weight of the politics and the real-world issue. Yeah, I feel that. That's good. Maybe even more so than Plagueis did for um, you feel
1: for the people. Um,
2: mm,
1: yeah, good Well, stuff. there's There's a lot about this. So much more that we'll talk about in our next roundtable, which we'll get to in a few weeks um, here on Spectre of the Past. We'll have shows coming out every single week between now and then, including lots of bonus content, hitting the podcast feeds, Um, and there's so much here for us to dive into in the wide world of legends coming up after the hand of Thrawn. We're going to do I Jedi because it's long overdue. Oh man. We've talked around it for what four (laughs) years, (laughs) Freddie, roughly (laughs) around it. That's a good way to put it. We're going to do it. We're going to talk right into Cornhorn's extendable lightsaber. And then, um, and then after that, December leading into 2024, big announcement guys. We're going to do nothing but the New Jedi Order next year. 2024 is the year of the Yuuzhan Bang. Buckle up. Buckle up. <laughs> Rick I, just quaked in his boots for all of our audio listeners. Yeah, I mean, I love how,
2: <laughs> how like the plan was this year, this fall, we're going to tackle New Jedi Order. And then I am so far behind with all the prerequisites that it's like next year. <laughs> so they're coming. It's coming. Yeah, we're, we're doing it. Time.
1: Thank We're you. Give you time. By the way, if anybody on the internet has the hookups to those um, those illicit uh, unabridged audiobooks of the New Jedi Order, that's <laughs> we a may thing. or may not know people who'd be interested.
2: <laughs> yeah, hmm. theoretically, maybe a I Patreon
0: think. goal to do a recording of ourselves that'll take probably two years to make. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow! Wow! Well, guys, uh, this has been fun. So much more to talk about. Uh, buckle up, everybody, for New Jedi Order, and hang tight for our Legends Con bonus interviews with. Uh, Sean Stewart, Michael Stackpole, uh, Matthew Stover, Karina Becko, and Randy Stradley. Those will all be coming out with um, within the next couple of weeks. So that'll do it for tonight. Uh, also want to give a huge shout out to the Living Forest. Living Forest just last night wrapped up uh, this particular era, this particular season of their show. They've uh, discontinued their live shows, which, Rick, you were saying makes us – what the, the flagship li- live we show? The, of... the
2: flagship live show of the Utini Network. We I are think, the top dog.
1: I think we all
0: need the biggest Lego Starship sit in the back to to remind us of who we are that's
1: right i actually ordered a hundred dollar uh x-wing helmet today to put in my background so nice that's awesome in all seriousness want to say thank you to living force for uh doing this with us and Mm -hmm. uh, congratulations on uh, four and a half years of weekly podcast (sighs) without with we're rarely missing a beat our partners
0: right our partners uh just to give some background on the living force right that's how i got involved in Corey sure. was he he, uh, he had released a call to to the masses of uh, the book the book subscribing days and just had an open call of like hey we want to start a, a podcast we need some folks to help and I came in produced a few shows got him got him out there and once they got things set up and get kept going Jared stole me from right under him.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I heard Freddie on that. Uh, was it uh, like episode nine of The Living Forest? Yeah. They yeah. asked Freddie, All right, let's go around the horn. Everybody tell us your favorite canon book. And Freddie said, Darth Plagueis. And I said, No, <laughs> Freddie, that doesn't count. We mean your favorite canon book. And he said, Not changing my answer. It's Darth Plagueis. <laughs> and I said, That's my guy right there. <laughs>
2: It a good time. It was a good time.
1: <laughs> so anyway, shout out to you guys. And uh, we're anxious to see what is next for that show. But what's next for this show is a lot of new Jedi order. We'll say that oh. much. That's yeah. going to do it for this week. Thanks for joining us for Legends Look Back. Thanks to our incredible patrons for your support. We love making the show. We're glad you're along for the ride. Special thank you to Brian Dooley, Earl Q, Carl Sanders, Zach W, Michael Fry, and Raymond Bazinski on our Jedi High Council, as well as James T, Ashley Ingalls, Colton Fife, Chris Carrizo, and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command for their amazing support. Remember everybody to sub to the channel, uh, leave us a review in your podcast platform of choice. If you're on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe, the bell, all those things. Uh, they really do help other people find the show because you found it, you like it. But if you don't, please don't let us know. Keep it nice in the comments. If you like your thoughts right on the show, you can find our contact information in the description below. or on Twitter at Legends Look Back. And remember everybody to keep the Uchini fan code and be a force for positivity. In the family. May the Forest be with you. This is a Utini Broadcast.